everybody, and welcome to M5C Mail. I'm Jeff. A fucking sailboat just went by my house. I'm Josh. A sailboat? I don't know what makes that sound other you than mean a, a schooner. Boat. A scooter is a sailboat, you <laughs> idiot. <laughs> you dumb little bastard. <laughs> I love that movie. It is a good movie. This is M-Class Email, where you guys send us email for our other show, M-Class Podcast, and then we read it, and uh, lately, mostly make fun of you, but... uh, Yeah, I mean, that's kind of why you're here, though, right? You knew what this was. (laughs) You knew what this was. Yeah. So, right off the top of the show, we, we got an email a very long time ago from Hat Hole Home Video, great show on YouTube you can check out. Yes. Um, who He asked us um, if we had a P.O. box, and we don't because we live in different states. Not, I mean, not different states of mind, though, but... No, yeah. horny is the same state of mind. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> but if you shoot me a DM on Twitter, I'll give you a couple of addresses that you can send things to. They might not be ours, but... Yeah, someone will enjoy them whenever they get there. <laughs> no, uh, they'll be ours. Our first email comes from uh, Ensign Tommy Bike Boy. <laughs> wow. And it's entitled Voyage Home Blu-ray. Okay. Ahoy, Trek boys. First time, long time, or whatever the fuck. Damn, I love it. Straight to the fucking point. So I recently purchased a Blu-ray copy of Star Trek Four to stick it to the streaming man. Mm-hmm. And as I was removing the shrink wrap, something on the back of the box caught my attention. Instead of giving going the traditional route and getting some of the cast or crew to provide audio commentary, or even the less traditional but still preferred route of getting anyone who didn't write Mission Impossible 3... Oh my god. Paramount chose Alex Kurtzman and Robert Orsi to provide the commentary track for The Voyage Home. Wow. First email of the day, and I'm already pissed off. Thank I'm, you, Bikeman. <laughs> I must admit that I'm immensely curious to know what they possibly could have to say about such a great movie. Are they completely dumbstruck by a competently put-together script? (laughs) Are they constantly getting confused by the setups not paying off in the very next scene? (laughs) Oh my god. Or do they just talk about their own bullshit for the whole movie and waste everyone's time? It's probably the last one. If you ever wanted to revisit those films for the podcast, would the Trek boys dare accept the Orsi and Kurtzman commentary challenge? Uh, You know what? I would love to do that. I don't know if people would want to hear us talk about it. We did two episodes of Discovery before we got canceled by the network for negativity. (laughs) Like, I, I can't imagine that being at all finishable like i don't think we could i I wouldn't be able to finish it we because we had this idea that we were going to go back to the original movies and do like a uh like second take yeah the first like uh six or seven episodes or whatever eight or nine Mm -hmm. if we did the tng ones and uh that's kind of in the shitter now because there is no motion picture on paramount plus anymore why because uh, they're releasing a special edition Blu-ray of it, and they don't want you to be able to stream it at the same time. Well, I guess I'll just steal it then. <laughs> yeah, it seems like piracy is a I good guess option we're ba- I guess it's back to 2002 for us, huh? I guess that we're going back to that, huh? All right, um, cool. Sincerely, Ensign Tommy Bike Boy, 
chief cycling enthusiast aboard the USS hellish car-centric Suburban Nightmare. I, wow. I've, I've lived there before. That's an oddly specific <laughs> name for a ship. I live there now, actually. Yeah. Um, I live in a bunch of sailboats drive by my house. Schooners. Um, <laughs> Kurtzman and Orsi, I don't think I could listen to them for an hour and 45 minutes. I, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> Mission Impossible if, 3. Have you ever seen Mission Impossible 3? No. I've only I've only seen the first one. It is the it is literally one of the worst movies ever made. It is unbelievably terrible. Jesus. Like, it, it there are parts of that there are parts of Into Darkness that make that movie look like like competent. You know what I mean? Like I I just don't That's even That's horrific. It's it's wild. I I have not seen Mission Impossible since I was a kid, and uh, I saw I went and looked up the Wikipedia for Mission Impossible One, mm-hmm. and all I could think was, man, they're really lucky that they launched that movie when they did, and not now when like internet fandoms exist. Yeah, because uh, spoiler alert: the guy from the Mission Impossible TV show is the villain. He's the bad at the guy, end of the yeah. movie. He's like a terrorist. Yeah, they flipped the script on you. It would be like if you watched a Highlander movie these days and Duncan McCloud showed up, but he was a fucking terrorist. <laughs> Here we are doing fucking things and doing terrorism. Yeah. It would be like if they relaunched Xena and, she and was Xena was a terrorist at the end Man, everybody in the 2000s was a fucking terrorist. Well, there were some. Um, thank you for writing in, Tommy Bike Boy. Thanks, Tommy. What's that next email, George? (laughs) Our next email is from, uh, Mo. Mo, Mo Lawn? Mo Lawn. I I get it. (laughs) Fuck all of y'all. It's entitled Lawn Maintenance Scheduled for Tuesdays at 12 p.m. (laughs) Uh, Mo Lawn. Hello there, neighbor. I'm sending this e-letter as it has come to my attention that you are the one who keeps interrupting my lawn mowing with this radio show called M-Class Emails. I have already rescheduled my lawn mowing to Tuesday in order to accommodate you, but for some <laughs> reason, you changed it to that to the exact <laughs> time I now mow my lawn again. <laughs> For neighborly sake, please change your broadcast to one of the following times when I am not mowing the lawn, whacking the weeds, or spraying DDT on my tomatoes to keep the bugs away. I am a 69-year-old man on a fixed income, and nobody wants to work anymore (laughs) thanks to Sleepy Joe, so I can't find a garden. (laughs) This is maybe one of the funniest emails we've ever gotten. All right, here are the times. Are you ready? Yeah. Mondays at 4.20 (laughs) a.m. Fridays at 11.48 p.m. And Saturdays at 8.30 a.m. Which is the time you should be fucking mowing your lawn. Is Saturday at 8.30 in the morning. I get it. (laughs) Jesus fuck. Thank you, Mow Lawn USS... uh, Una kite shingled shelter burr. I don't. I don't get that. Am I? I don't get that. Is that a sixty-nine-year-old meme? It's a sixty-nine-year-old joke. I get. Now nah, um, I don't get it. 
I, I learned that the thing is on Wednesdays, there mm. is a lawn mowing service that comes into the um, cul-de-sac where I live, and they mow the like middle areas for 16 hours. Oh, they're getting their money's worth, man. And uh, on Tuesdays is when people mow their lawns. Okay. Tuesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, and Mondays, I believe. So why don't and, you... And Saturdays. Um, why, but, why doesn't the association pay for the lawn mowing people to mow people's lawns? Because uh, they're a housing association. Why would they do that? Why would they my do something moms helpful? Do, my mom's does that. Why would they do something helpful to me? I don't know. I don't know why. They're, I'm just thinking um, outside the box, I guess. <laughs> but the jokes on them now we record at an unspecified time yeah we're not gonna tell anybody <laughs> i'm pretty sure one of our listeners is a fucking narc somebody mole. is like going around my neighborhood being like yeah, yeah your grass getting a little high isn't it mm, looks like you need to mow i hear there's a good time and it's this time thanks for that email <laughs> mow lawn you fuck <laughs> mow our next email is from werewolf bermitzva Oh my god, here we go. Spooky scary. <laughs> it's me, Werewolf Bermitzvah, the host of the new Gorn show, who wants to be a breeding sack. Great. There uh, we go. I kn- the- Werewolf Bermitzvah can never not have breeding in his email. Dear the <laughs> podcast I email. Could be any of them. Jeff, I know this sounds nuts, but hear me out. Have you tried talking to your neighbors about the lawn mowing? W- what is this, 1950? I'm going to go ask talk Flanders. talk to people. <laughs> I'm going to go ask fucking Flanders if he can not <laughs> do his lawn. Flanders and his damn wiener kids. I'm going to I'm gonna talk to every... There are like 25 neighbors that are within lawn mowing hearing distance right now. <laughs> I need to go to the town meeting and be like, hey guys, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I don't care about your fucking lawns. Despite the very likely fact that they're probably fat blob blobfish whose bloodstream is mostly prescribed opiates, living off a pension will never dream of and robbing the world for all of its last remaining resources while feeling entitled enough to scream at the woman behind the counter of your local yogurt shop. <laughs> A conversation where you just say, hey, what day do you cut your grass so I can don't record my podcast on that day probably wouldn't go over with much fertility. And if it does, you know whose house to burn down. You probably Damn. tried this already and I'm a dum-dum, but you know just in case I'm throwing it out there. Also, it was a good excuse to make fun of boomers. I enjoyed that part. The uh, So far, the way it works out is that someone is mowing their lawn every single day at noon. I have timed it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that you live in, like, some kind of fucking, like, highly concentrated carbonized boomer zone where... Go ahead. (laughs) Someone mowing now? I'm counting how many houses are in this cul-de-sac. Oh, you want to... Oh, yeah, okay. I'll just wait till you're done. Thanks. (laughs) He's still counting, so there's got to be more... 30! Yeah, they're 30. They're row homes, so they're, like, attached side by side. My God, dude. What, you live on a generation ship over there? So there are, like, 30 houses with a front lawn and a back lawn. Somebody is mowing every single day of the week. Here's here's my advice to you. Uh, Sunglasses (laughs) fall down from the sky onto my face. Fucking deal with it. (laughs) We minimize the audio as best we can in the editing. I have to live it. Oh, fuck, I saw that in my head, brain. 
Like I have the I have the limit, and it makes me so angry every time. No one I is try... more mad about it than Jeff. Yes. I'll tell you that right now. I try very hard, and now we've I... scheduled it to a point where, thus far, knock on wood, it seems fine, and we can sort of stop or go as necessary. So I can hear the organ music and the lights dimming in Jeff's house when I hear a lawnmower. <laughs> I can sense the dun, 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 dun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I would like to live in this idyllic land where I could say something to my neighbors and they wouldn't look at me like I'm a psychopath. Well, they are all, like, boomers. And, like, the thing about boomers when they mow the lawn is it takes their lemmings, right? So one boomer mows the lawn and then fucking uh, Derek has to go mow yeah, his lawn. Absolutely. And then Sam has to go mow his lawn because I'm not going to let Derek's lawn look better than my lawn. You know what I mean? I mean, it's, it's a roll of the dice. Like, there isn't a day when someone's not mowing their lawn. Like, I... We chose the day that we're on now which is Tuesday I'll tell you we oh shit they know we chose Tuesday because uh, people stopped faster on Tuesday is why I chose it who the fuck mows their lawn on a Tuesday and then like, we, we moved it to a different time like I did this over two weeks so um, it won't matter in the winter it won't matter but um, well last winter we had the people with snow blowers it didn't even fucking snow what are they snow blowing? They were out there in the snow, snow blowing. Like it was still snowing. My mom and her husband do that shit. They go out like every ten minutes, and it's like let some fucking snow accumulate, guys. Like it's it sucks that that's gonna be in the audio, but like uh, there's really no way around it. And well, we do live in a society, Jeff. I'm trying my hardest <laughs> to not focus on it when it happens, although it's very difficult. And uh, I. I got to admit, I would appreciate it if you guys did too. Thank you. <laughs> uh, this part's for Jeff and Josh. Oh, cool. I'm hella excited to listen to Bros Before Pros. Fuck, Fuck yeah, yeah, you are. I just heard about it on this cut rate podcast about space ventures I listened to. What? This, I wonder who that is. This seems like the descendant a lot of us have been waiting for since you alluded to doing a sci-fi version of the show no one mentions during the time no one mentions. <laughs> but with three genres and the addition of Rich Masters. I know I'm in for a treat. Thanks for putting out awesome content, guys. Rich, you're not there. Anyway, here's my wacky sign-off. Goodbye. Werewolf Bar Mitzvah of the USS Ordinary Name. Werewolf Bar Mitzvah, that was a great email. You, you have succeeded. Yeah, thank Good you for job. plugging Bros Before Pros. It's a great-ass podcast, and I think everybody should be listening to it. Uh, which one of these emails am I reading? <laughs> the next one. Yeah, but there's like three of them. Oh. Um, I guess I'll read them all. What's the second one say? Oh, wait. Yeah, oh, the second the one's a one. correction, and the third one is just Philly's hats for some reason. I mean, these Philly's hats are kind of cool. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Like, that purple one is cool? They're Big League Chew-themed, apparently. Yeah, I, yeah, I want that fucking second one in. The purple and yellow. That's That is pretty flavor. sick. So should I read this correction one? Well, you read the first one first. Okay, I'm not... Okay, okay. Uh, this is from Commander Sully. <laughs> uh, it's Tater Boys? Yeah, Tater Boys. With an eight? Mm -hmm. Okay. Hi, Dilly Ho, Trekarinos. That's funny that we just talked about Oh, yeah, about I just him. talked about Flanders. Yeah. Loving the 
loving the boldly prose, and it's got my creative juices erupting Ooh. thinking about what type of fish and chip story I could concoct. I'll avoid the subject of mermaids as it always ends up dirty. So what? <laughs> That's why they got fins, baby. You can hose them down. Even as a young kid, I think I rule 34 Ariel before I ever knew what that was or before there was the internet. So my one of my favorite movies as a kid was Splash. Oh, yeah. Splash is a classic. And uh, uh, Daryl Hannah is naked in that movie, and it did some things to my tiny child body. <laughs> I don't doubt that. Um, you said something... That put me into that gif of Winona Ryder with the mathematics around her. Yes, yeah. You said they have fins so you can hose them down. What? <laughs> I mean... Did you, you mean gills? No, they have fins. They have scales. Did I say fins? Yeah. Well, they have scales, too. <laughs> I, like, I just, like, shut down. My whole brain was like, wait a second. What? <laughs> Especially when she gets turned into a human, and you know she's got nothing on where her fins used to be. He said fins! Okay. It's okay to say fins. It's not what I was confused about. <laughs> Look, I don't have a fin fetish. Okay, I believe you. Look, everyone, I don't have a fin fetish, okay? Uh, what is this word? Bonk, bonk, where was I? Where was I? Okay. Oh, yes. Potatoes. What? That's where you were. <laughs> Josh, when you say steak fries, do you mean those thick oh half moon shaped ones? Yes. We're those still are the on ones. the steak fries, huh? Yeah, because they <laughs> suck. I've seen them called potato wedges and JoJo's, and they're always hard to do right. I've never heard JoJo's no, before. I haven't heard that. When they're good, they're great, but it's below the potato Mendoza line on on average of being acceptable, which is 200, yes. Not like big league num numbers. Fuck him. Oh, he's Boston. That's right. I forgot. Um, Boston. I've, I've heard more about steak fries since that episode came out than I've heard about them in my entire goddamn life. I'm doing it right then, you know what I mean? For, for some reason, people want to tell me why you're wrong about steak fries. I don't understand. <laughs> Jeff, did you not get the memo that you are my, like, intermediary yeah. between the normies and what is a godly me, is apparently? A fucking weirdo they can't deal with, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I don't know. I, I don't actually really hate them. I I guess I don't. They're not my favorite, but yeah, it was just funny for the joke. Yeah, I'm just doing a thing. Uh, I do, however, love the rectangular ones, like the ones you get in an Orda Ida frozen bag. Yeah, those are good, and put in the oven or at Red Robin. Perhaps it's because I dump on the I dump I dump on the season. I dump on the season. <laughs> oh, mama me! I dump on the seasoning on them <laughs> by the tablespoon. But those ones are good from time to time. They're about the same thickness as a normal fry and less likely to dry out, but you gotta cook them thoroughly or they'll they'll be soggier and limper than Shatner's personality. Fucking got him. Oh, man, he felt that. If he's not dead now, he is soon. <laughs> yeah, those are good. I like the crimpy ones. I know the ones you're talking about. Anyway, I was flying down Interspace 95 and I stopped at exit 69 and found me some great deals at 
the Babilum's bargain basement on some peyotes, slightly damaged but far from, uh, but fa- but f- what from damaged but away. from far away they look great. Got it. <laughs> Strange new worlds. Okay, these are really short. Pike's hair comes to life and he thinks he's Elvis or Johnny Bravo. Uh, special guest Jeff Bennett. Voice of Johnny Bravo. Thanks for... I don't know who that was. I am fully on board. <laughs> the only way they can stop him is by dumping some piping hot steak fries on his scalp. It, it was very unpleasant, but smelled delicious. Hmm. Uh, I'm going to ditch that one, because I don't like Elvis. I, I love Johnny Bravo, though. Yeah, I know. It'd be great if Pike's hair was like inappropriately hitting on all the women... And then going, it would, <laughs> yeah, it would be cool too if like he was like an anime guy. <laughs> what? And his hair, like Pike just turned into like an anime guy, and Johnny Bravo was also animated, but he was himself. Because Pike, like, he could give that big, poofy anime hair. That's you know? true. His hair is like almost the same height as the rest of his head. Yeah, he's huge. Got a huge head. <laughs> I mean, he had big hair, but all right, he's got a big old head. What a f- uh, Enterprise. <laughs> so Paul has to babysit an annoying hotel heiress and reality hollow show star from the planet Hilton. Oh my god. And stop her from making a sex hollow with an overly enthusiastic trip? Nah, Malcolm. <laughs> <laughs> the heiress discovers right before doing the deed that she doesn't need to exploit herself to be loved and decides to start a steak fry business. I see where this is going. I'm gonna ditch it because it has gross steak fries in it. Yeah, agreed. There's two ditches for me because both had steak fries. Uh, Voyager, Seal Team Neelix. Ditch. <laughs> Yep. Uh, all right. I should probably stop here. I'm not going to read it. <laughs> and save the rest of my Latinum for that sick new scotch-flavored Big League Chew Red Sox hat. <laughs> they sold out of the steak fry gum hats. Oh, my God. I'll be back for Data's brisk peyote and leave a nice tip. <laughs> Keep on trekking. Lieutenant Commander Sully, USS Young, Dumb, and Full of Latinum. He'll be back for Data's brisk peyote and leave a nice tip. <laughs> It's so good. And then he had a correction email. Bros before pros. I guess he said something wrong. He said know. boldly pros. Oh, okay. Which well. is a Rich Masters website where you can read all of his Star Trek fan fiction. Boldlypros.com. Yeah, and he also sent a link to the Phillies Big League Chew hat. That blue one is cool. The purple one is cool. That one's just red. It's like a regular. It's just red. Hat. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like the pinstripe one very much. No, no, no pinstripes. Pinstripes are bad. Always. I like the the ones at the bottom left and right. Yeah. Yeah, those are cool not too. that any of you can see them, but um, <laughs> thank you for that email. <laughs> sorry about the steak fries. Yeah, sorry, they're bad. Oh my god. This is a long title. Jeez, this is a long email. <laughs> Uh, it's from V. Uh-huh. And, uh, it's actually from Ensign Meow. Yeah. That's her professional name? Uh, space mail for you to tell my space tale. Haha, ha, cat joke. Do you get it? Because Cadians have tails, and tail sounds like tail. But it's spelt different, but this is an audio format, so maybe that joke doesn't translate. It's I called want- a homonym. I wonder if subjects have a character limit. Not yet it doesn't anyway. That's pretty neat, huh, folks? Period. 
I would have let like cut it off in the middle of the sentence <laughs> to make it look like it did. Subspace relay four three one connecting. Please wait. Encryption codes out of date. Please update. What, what is this? Nineteen ninety four. Let's go. Decrypting. Uplink established. Message follows. Finally, Jesus. Hey, satellite M boys, how y'all doing? It's me, Ensign Meow. 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 Well, now you have plenty of audio of me meowing. You can do whatever you want with. Oh, I got some plans for this. Katie and engineering ensign in charge of making sure that the doors make that whoosh sound aboard the USS uh, Takayanagi. Oh, cool name. Currently, we are heading out as part of Project Full Circle. Can't wait to see what's out there in the Delta Quadrant. I've been listening to you on subspace since my academy days. Hey! Uh, Engineer secret time. The doors don't go swoosh by themselves. You think we don't know how to make silent doors? You gotta make sure the audible state change indicator actuators are functional. (laughs) You don't want the first officer stumbling into the doors in the dark thinking they're open. Don't tell my CO I told you that. Half my job is opening and closing doors to make sure they swoosh good. Else I'll be cleaning the biofilters for weeks. This is so good. I like this. This is very yeah. Lower Decks, I but like this our world. <laughs> I was posted to the ship about four months ago now, and you ever notice how the chairs are real human-centric? Yeah, what there's the no tail, tail hole on this yeah, thing. Yeah, I know. How do I? I mean, I use chairs? it for my front tail because I sit in them that way. You, you like L shape your body I, in the other direction. No, I AC Slater, but you know, I'm oh, big, of course, big hongus because you're here. really cool. Yeah, you want people to know you're cool and on their level. Yep. <laughs> Do I got to perch so I don't crush my tail? Have you tried that while getting shaken around by a misaligned warp field? You just fall off. Damn. Then again, I don't think you get many disturbances aboard Satellite M. Ice cream-related disturbances. Well, I mean, we haven't made a, a log entry for anything that's happened in, like, four years. Oh, I, I just assumed that they thought we were dead and that we didn't need to. <laughs> we haven't had a transmission except through this email center since that long as well. So. Yeah, we also like just spend most of our time hanging out with the trash monsters on the dune buggy planet. That's so. true. They're actually way nicer than that they're cool. made them out to be. Yeah, they're really cool guys. You get to know, like, they know how to fucking pound a Milwaukee's best, man. Oh, man. They, know. <laughs> they love a Pabst. <laughs> Did you guys ever get posted to a ship? I think you guys fell out one at the end of the academy and into floating around Dune Buggy Prime looking at wieners and dot 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 making sure no one breaks into a tiny satellite around a dust ball planet. <laughs> Most people take station roles later into their Starfleet career, but I guess the ship life isn't for anyone everyone. Dude, this place up here is like a fucking clubhouse. And you'd be stupid not to be here. We make forts every fucking day. It's the it's the fort planet up here really we've been making them for a fortnight <laughs> that's a thing that zennials like also i was on i was on a ship uh before this that's how i got sent here this wasn't yeah. a punishment or anything but uh um, you wanted to be here yeah it was completely my choice yeah you said that like they even wanted to like when you told me that you said that they wanted to make you like head of security but you were like no uh, my people on the dune buggy satellite need me. <laughs> and it was, like, really heroic, and I, uh, I, yeah. I was on the USS Ticonderoga 
Mm-hmm. The uh, pencil ship, as we call it. N- now known as the USS Ticonderoga A. We call it the number, the good number two. The, the reason why I'm not there anymore has nothing to do with why it's called the A now, by the way. Mm, they just changed it to A. <laughs> they just, uh, well, they changed it after the first one blew the fuck up. Oh my, I was on an Oberth class ship, but they kicked me off because I kept saying that the ship looked like a balls. <laughs> <laughs> like a balls and they were like all right dude and then i was like you know what i'm gonna start my own ship with with ice cream and dune buggies the, okay the warp core was overheating and pardon me for thinking outside the fucking box right yeah. i opened up all the refrigerator units on the ship uh-huh. and turned them all up to nine yeah and but it turns out that that doesn't that doesn't actually do much. Well, it doesn't because the warp core makes the refrigerators run. So you're just making the warp core heat more. Look, I mean, you're a scientist. Of course, you know this. Of course, I know this. You're right. <laughs> it's like filling a dick with too much air. <laughs> uh, anyway, everybody's sandwich is spoiled. That's why they kicked you off. They kicked me off because of that. And the, the ship smell. blowing up was whatever. But. Well, the smell, they had to decommission the ship. <laughs> <laughs> somebody had egg salad. And oh, ugh. my God. Yeah. Um, I have a question for you guys. <laughs> Knife, spoon, or fork? You can only keep one utensil, and the other two are removed from the timeline due to chronoton particle incursions. Which one are you keeping? Uh, easy for me. Fork and knife. Uh, you can keep one utensil. The other Fork two are removed. And from- knife are one utensil. You tape them together. Duh. Fucking you can keep it. one utensil. The I other just two co- are removed from the timeline. I just fucking Kobayashi Maru. You're fucking windless. Then it's fork. If it's one, it's fork. It's gotta be fork. Because you can cut sort of with a fork. It's gotta be fork. I could sharpen the one edge of the fork. Exactly. And then cut the inside of my mouth to pieces. Yeah, and then taste the sweet blood. Well, I could sharpen the other end of the fork. Yeah, make it a knife. Well, then it'll disappear from the timeline, I think. Oh my god, that's crazy. What kind of... I should have read this first, but you hopped in. I'll give you a moment to pause, P-A-W-S, and think about the question. I hope it's musing. Wow. (laughs) Because she's a cat. All I can say is, wow. <laughs> anyway, this grumpy-looking Vulcan, what other kind of Vulcan is there, wow. is waiting to use this pad so he can call his wife he sees once every seven years or attend Illogicals Anonymous or something. I gotta go. <laughs> Signed, Ensign Meow, the USS Takayanagi, sent from my pad. Nice. That was what great. What a fun email. Thank you very much that for that email. That was cool. Um, gotta be the fork. Gotta be it's fork. it's fork. You can eat like most things with a fork that you can eat with a spoon. Obviously, like soup is harder. Yeah, you can just tip the bowl. For yeah, the you soup can just though. drink it like a fucking yeah. Um, rest rest in peace to the crew with Ticonderoga. Six hundred six hundred strong ones. <laughs> Never six hundred get. Uh, what's that next email, Josh? That's uh, from Fresh Fry. What it's called? Second chances. Uh, congrats on the launch of the 
new podcast, Trek Boys. Thank you. Thank you. That's Bros Before Pros, which you can find anywhere better podcasts are listened to. <laughs> I listened to the second episode today, and golly, what a hoot. I particularly particularly got it, like Josh's story, since it reminded me of the time I was in a deep throat contest with a sword swallower. <laughs> wow. I mean, where's that email? I want to hear about that. Anyway, have you guys ever tried to get into a game or TV show, but the appeal didn't click? But you gave it a second chance and now are big fans of it? Hmm. Do you want an example? He gets, For example, the first time I tried Monster Hunter on a 3DS, I was frustrated and bored with the wonky camera controls and lackluster tutorial. However, I picked it back up a few months later, and the hack and slash and Craft, Cravencraft gameplay style finally clicked for me. I've been a fan ever since. Can't wait to hear what you boys have to say. Sincerely, Captain Fresh Fry, aboard the USS Challenger D... Mistakes into miracles. <laughs> wow. That's a dark joke. Um, it is good, though. It's Challenger D for dark. Uh, I'm perfect. I'm a perfect boy, so I like and dislike the things I like and dislike, and I'm never wrong. <laughs> okay. Um, Second chances are for fucking quitters. Eat my shit. <laughs> Damn. This guy has a strong stance, and I, for one, admire it. <laughs> I uh, I had a similar experience with Monster Hunter. I, n- I yeah. never got like too big into it, but like I played um, a perfectly legal copy of Monster Hunter for the PSP. Sounds legal. Uh, and I definitely owned a PSP legally. Yep. And uh, I loved it. I never played any other game on it, but it was great. Yeah. And uh, it just I had fun playing with a friend of mine over like a internet connection but uh which the psp definitely had sure did i remember that (laughs) uh but i couldn't really get into it by myself yeah it's harder yeah but then i played monster hunter world and i really sort of clicked and i had a pretty good time um i think i had a similar experience with the metal gear uh franchise Mm -hmm. because i'm really bad at stealth yeah i don't like playing like that either too much and I, I was extremely bad at it when I first played Metal Gear Solid. But now I love Metal Gear Solid. Metal Gear Solid 3 is, like, one of my favorite games. I'm trying to think of a game that I that this happened to. I can't really think of any. I don't know. Usually if I stop playing something, though, it's because, like, I just don't have time. You know? It's not... It's not it's rarely because I don't find enjoyment in it. I don't know. Maybe like Fallout, like Fallout Four. Because at first I was like, "This bug, this game's unplayable. There's so many bugs." <laughs> like Fallout Four <laughs> is where I fell off the franchise. Like Fallout yeah, yeah. Three, I loved, and Fallout New Vegas is literally in my top five favorite games. Yeah, ever. New Vegas is amazing, and Four and is Four. Not. Four was like nothing like Three or New Vegas. It was like a yeah. whole different. Series and I just could not get into. Did they have the vats in three? They they did have the vats in three and New Vegas, and it was like a. um, I think it's similar to the one in four, but it works. Yeah, the vats in four is bad. Like Like, you miss constantly, all the time. time. It's like, what's the point of this? Like I'm I'm using the like slowly renewing resource that you gave me in order to use this VAT system. It should work yeah. sometimes. 
Yeah, that game, man, that might be the game. I played it later, and I was like, okay, this is fine, and I, like, beat the story or whatever. Maybe but... I would feel similarly. I yeah. I had a, a different type of experience with this with Undertale, where yeah. I tried to play Undertale once, and uh, it didn't really hook me in in the first, like, five minutes or so. Well, you didn't have anyone screaming at you that you had to play the pacifist run, so... I, um... But I came back last year, actually, and played mm-hmm. Undertale and actually ended up really loving it. I would never admit that around fans of it, because that's yeah, one no, of those fan a, bases that are just yeah. full of pieces of shit. It's a great game, because it's, like, really, like, hard and fun, and you have to think. Like, yeah. that's fun as hell, I mean, right? It's, I love a game that gives you multiple stories depending on how you act in it. Yeah. And I love that there's a meta element to it. Like, if you do the the genocide run, mm-hmm. it locks you out from the true pacifist run forever. Forever, yeah. So if you go pacifist, like, at the end of the game, like, the little flower dude pops up and he's like, dude, in the last game you killed everybody. What are you doing? <laughs> well, how like, do you... You can't, you gotta, you can't like, go re- back and be the, like... He's like, you can't go back and be the white knight hero who does everything right after you murder everyone in the world. <laughs> do, you, do you have to, like, delete the game and re-download it? Yeah. Or, uh-huh. Yeah. And, uh... If you don't like completely remove it and all the files, it leaves behind files that let the game know if you download it again that you did that already. Yeah, like I like that. Like that's like the art of it, right? Like yeah. that game is like almost a virus. <laughs> like that's like yeah, really clever. Much. It's really clever. Much. And um, Delta Rune, the sequel, like the uh, spiritual yeah. sequel, came out. Well, the first part of it came out, like, right as I finished the Undertale game. So it was, like, perfectly timed. That game I like even more, even though I've only played played the first part of it. I never played it. I'd say uh, probably um, Hearthstone, when Hearthstone came out. Mm -hmm. I wasn't a fan of card games, and then I slowly got, like, into them more. Yeah, I've never been a fan of card games, so I don't know. But, like, Hearthstone is definitely one of those games that, like, really get addictive for people. Yeah, there's one in ESO now where it, it's like kind of like the perfect balance for me because like it's not too in depth and it's like still kind of mindless and fun and you can just like chill out and play it. Like you're playing a game in the game, right? Like yeah, well that's like Caravan and yeah. New Vegas or yep. Gwent in uh, The Witcher, which I won't talk any more about. Don't or pa- or pa- don't don't <laughs> or Pazak in Star Wars. Oh the yeah, Old Republic. I, um. I think maybe if, like, Undertale didn't click for you, but you like old-school RPGs a lot, Deltarune might click for you more because you have a party. I always love parties. Like, you have multiple characters in your party, and they each have... Like a classic RPG. Yeah, like... And it's, like, turn-based combat, and um, you're not penalized for combat. Turd-based combat? Penal yeah. combat? What are you saying? I'm playing this. <laughs> I'm just I'm just laying the facts out. <laughs> laying the fucks out. What? Uh, thanks for that email, Fresh Rye. Our and next my, email. Was that mine? You're next. Yeah, wait. I forget. We yes, did this wrong, then. No, it's you. What? No, we didn't. Yeah, because next email is Yakub and then David S., Oh, well, okay. I forgot David S. I forgot. I didn't take into account that. 
Uh, I can read two in a row. That's fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. That's like the shortest email in the world anyway. Uh, Our next email is from Yakub, and it's entitled Something to Ponder. I got enough of that shit. Title suggested by Gmail. Good job, Gmail. Mm, Good job. Why didn't Gandalf the White command an army of Jem Hadar to save Helm's Deep? Discuss. <laughs> Yours arriving precisely when he means to, Ensign Jakob aboard the USS Foehammer. That's a fucking sick name for a ship. I know that's a sword. The Foehammer. Dude, Glamdring? That's a fucking sick name for a yes, ship, too. Um, Gandalf the White would have full control of the Jem Hadar. He yeah, is the, the White. white. <laughs> yeah. They'd have to follow him. That is a great joke. Um, he probably didn't do it because he's like a fucking baby back bitch who doesn't want to fucking like put anyone else in danger. Um, I think he didn't do it because the Jim Hadar are in the Gamma Quadrant, you dumbass. Oh, and Middle you Earth. Big dumb, dumb. You stupid dork don't you know your lore they only show up after the third age dummy (laughs) (laughs) get your shit together read your fucking simulacrian yeah read your slim read your slim slim gems read your silmarillion (laughs) that's where they talk about the gem hadar yeah. And the Dominion War versus Morgoth. Oh, man. I'd read that shit. A Balrog of Morgoth. Are you excited for this terrible uh, Amazon Prime show that they're making? I am Luke. I don't get excited about much of anything anymore, No, I don't unfortunately. Yeah. And yeah. I, I dislike that, because like, they literally announced today that my favorite manga is getting an anime adaptation, but I don't really watch animes, so I was just like, oh, cool. Yeah, they're also doing a She-Ra live-action show, and I really love the animated Netflix She-Ra. Yeah, it's like, a great it's, show. It's really great. Uh, I was excited, though. I think that the the those guys at DreamWorks are, like, executive producing the live-action one, even though they say well, it doesn't have anything to do with it, but you know how that works. Did you know that Seth Rogen is making a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie? That makes a lot of sense, Like, actually. he's executive producing and, like, directing it, I think. That's pretty sweet because I I think he likes old Ninja Turtles, right? Like yeah, it'll be like in a weird way, it kind of makes sense. I get it. I totally get it. Yeah. The um, I didn't get excited for the Sandman. No, I and, didn't. I was because I love the Sandman comic. It's like one of yeah. my all time favorite comics. And there's so much in there that I was like, there's no way they're going to be able to ad- adapt this. Yeah. Um, like the golden age suit, like pulp superhero, the Sandman is in it for a chapter. Yeah. They're not going to be able to do that. Um, the, Did they do the, it? the dude who replaces the Morpheus as the new Sandman at the end of the story is wonder woman's grandson. What? Uh, cause, what? cause there's like a meta fiction to the story where like, um, in the gold and like, before the crisis on Infinite Earths, this is going to get convoluted, so sit down and get ready. Get your, I'm ready. Get your bubble tea. Let me get my note out. My notes. <laughs> and uh, right before the crisis on Infinite Earths, they launched this um, comic called Infinity Inc. that was supposed to be like the Golden Age Teen Titans. Right. Where all of them are children of Golden Age superheroes. Yeah, and, they do that in the HBO show, too. 
and one of them is uh, Lita Trevor. Yes. She's Wonder Woman's daughter. Yes. Steve Trevor. And she um, gets married to the Silver Scarab, who is Hawkman's son. Mm-hmm. So her name is Lita Hall. And she gets pregnant towards the end of that comic, and then Crisis on Infinite Earths happens. And their continuity gets wiped from existence. Oh, man, I hate when that happens. So there's no more Infinity Inc. And Sandman posits that, like, characters go somewhere when they're erased from continuity and they're forgotten by people. Oh, that's cool. She's, like, trapped in the dream world where she's basically stays at home with their baby and... uh. Silver Scarab is in another part of the dreaming far away, dreaming he's a superhero. <laughs> and he, like, calls her at home to tell her about his adventures while she lives in, like, total depression by herself. Yeah. And uh, eventually she finds out that she's trapped in the dreaming and she wants revenge on Morpheus for it. To escape and be real again. Damn. And she basically... Um, I guess, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She causes the Sandman's death. And, uh, he, with his, like, um, she's trying to protect her son because her son's been chosen as the new Sandman. But she accidentally causes him to become the new Sandman because it was preordained. Uh, because it was already going to happen. Yeah. yeah. So technically, uh, the Sandman, the all-white Sandman. Mm-hmm. Not the one who wears black all the time, but the all-white Sandman is Wonder Woman's grandson. Dude. So they can't does do Bat- that. Does Batman still fuck Wonder Woman? No, that never... That actually has never happened. <laughs> Batman fucks Catwoman, and they have kids. Well, I know he fucks, but he doesn't... Eat her out. I know no, that. Well, that's illegal. Batman doesn't go down. Batman doesn't do that. For some reason? Because he's a fucking terrible lover and bad yes. at sex? Also, there's um, <laughs> there's a part in the Sandman comic that there's no way they could possibly adapt for television. I was going to start watching it because I was like, I've got good. shit to do. It's really good. It's like it's as close an adaptation as you could possibly make. And it's, I've only watched three episodes, so take that with a grain of salt. But well, it's now really I'm going to watch it and be like, that's not a thing. Jeff told me that. <laughs> Maybe. But, like, there's a scene where um, John D. In regular continuity, he's Dr. Destiny. Uh-huh. Like, the villain. The supervillain. And throughout all of his continuity, he had, like, a ruby gem that his, like, mind control powers came from. It's always a ruby gem. There's an episode of the Justice League Unlimited where he puts the entire league into dream states. I remember that. Those I love those shows, yeah, dude. Yeah, they're great. But, yeah. like, he, he goes to a diner and he mind controls everyone in the diner to do incredibly heinous things to each other for 24 straight hours. Well, if it's a Waffle House, it was already happening, uh, Dr. D. Oh. <laughs> um... There's no way they could adapt the things he makes them do to each other. What does he do? Does he make them go down on each other? Because that's unspeakable. Um, He does make them do horrible BDSM sex to each other. 
Yes, I hate that. I and do not want he, to know more about he, this. He like forces one of them to cut the other one of the others to pieces while they're still alive. Oh, he's a serial man. He's a he is a genuine psychotic monster, and he like I'm I'm just talking about some of the lighter stuff he does. Oh, that's the light stuff. Yes. Oh. <laughs> well then, um, so they're not going to be able to do that. Maybe. Maybe I haven't yeah. seen that far in yet. He just got out of the hospital, and the one I saw was he like, "Where's my brain diamond?" He's he's played, by, yes, he was. Uh, he's played by <laughs> Remus Lupin from the Harry, oh, yeah. Harry Potter's. Yeah, he he makes a good bad guy. He's also the bad guy in the Wonder Woman, yeah, the first one, which was really weird. <laughs> yeah, it was strange to see him like that. You were like, yeah. but. But Remus. Why does he still have the mustache? <laughs> Why does he look exactly like the character? Yeah. Does he just like walk over um, from the set? <laughs> sorry about all the spoilers, everyone, and sorry about not actually discussing anything, Jacob, that had anything to do with your email. Thank you. Next I email is we... from David S. <laughs> it's entitled uh, Creamy for Nerd, which is an uh, anagram of Errand of Mercy. I'll nice. bold them. A.K.A. live tweeting, but it's an email. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, grind up a bunch of gold crayons, smear it on my face, and call me a Klingon if it ain't the trick, boys. Gold crayons? That's a bit generous, Yes, <laughs> Yes, it is. <laughs> boys, this collection's pretty exciting. This episode was great. Let's chew some fat about it. Oh, hell yeah. I love that we get to open with Spock giving Kirk his copy of Pokemon Red to show off his magmar. <laughs> Dude, he even did the right uh, Pokemon for the right cartridge. Yeah. Also, did you know that Magmar's Japanese name is Boober? <laughs> oh, what? It's Boober. We were we were denied Boober. We were robbed of Boober. Uh, fucking Jesus. I do love these Kirk and Spock moments where they're just carrying lines back and forth. Oh, I'm not doing the voice. I do love these Kirk and Spock moments where they're just carrying lines back and forth like a cord ferryman. Another anagram of Errand of Mercy. Oh my god. That moment where war were declared was so interesting. <laughs> Good thing we bought the Bought this gum. <laughs> the, this knowledge that war had begun in an instant, but like a new year, nothing really seemed different in the moment. Right before the boys beamed down, the Organian peepaws were like, <laughs> All right, everyone, get your Uggs on. I knew it. <laughs> they're about to show up, so enter frame like 10 seconds after they're done beaming. Like all at once, everyone just crowd the place. <laughs> I never get used to seeing TOS Klingons. That first group of them were all on a bowling team. Not like the Klingon equivalent, just bowling. Bob the Klingon looked like he freed Mr. Crayon, another anagram, all over his face. Dude. All of them, just gold-faced uncles, the lot of them. (laughs) He's being so generous with this, like, the lights coming off of it, so it's gold. (laughs) Core fucking rules, though. Yeah, hell yeah. Looking all Klingon with his mustache, I'd let him capture my errand force. Another one. <laughs> if and y'all were checking what I reckon. Yeah, I hear you. I was shooked when Kirk was like, I have a tongue, and Cor was like, and I have two buttholes. I just said that! He's in our minds, Holy man. Holy shit, dude. 
Then, because of the surplus of buttholes... <laughs> Then, because of the surplus of buttholes, Kor just asked Spock if he has one he could borrow like it's nothing. <laughs> Klingons are more fond of tossing salad than Vulcans literally and Cations figuratively. <laughs> Anyhow, so, so, that first, so that first Kor slash Kirk makeout scene was really hot. The gold smearing on your face after making out with a Klingon was called the Midas Crust <laughs> back in the academy. <laughs> Holy fuck. <laughs> there are like two hilarious jokes that are that's like Jesus. Futurama level funny. Holy shit, dude. Double anyhow. So they totally cut Kirk and cast and couch spit roast Spock's mind, but they couldn't show him a reason to, as Spock put it. Cream nerdy for another one. <laughs> that's another one. When the Klingons run a train on you, it's called gold pressed flatten them. <laughs> This is genius. I enjoy that as an audience, we can sense the elevated perspective of the village grandpas. They treat Kirk so respectfully and think he's as sweet and committed to change as a candy reformer. Another one. <laughs> Another one. Yep. But he still calls them little bitches right to their faces. A lot. He does. To prove he's a Sigma, Kirk wants to blow up a bunch of those boxes from GoldenEye 64. <laughs> That's fucking true. Man. But not before he bumps into Robert the Klingon. It turns out Organia has no nighttime, only a period of shitty sun. <laughs> so they go to horny jail, get broken out, then Kor burns more Ugg boots than Karen Hell, and undercover <laughs> shitty day, Kirk manages to headlock Ernest the Klingon or whatever. <laughs> The resolution of the conflict on the planet and in space is just so great. Like kids in a timeout. But granddad, you gotta let us kill millions. I won't, I won't, I won't. <laughs> great moment of clarity for Kirk and the audience. I've got a few more anagrams. Speaking of fantasy, a character sheet is just a nerdy race form. Hey! When Kirk is trying to free the granddads, they look at him like, Bruh, this freer mad corny. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> what is M-Class email but a clam smile? No. no. M-Class email is the powerhouse of the M-Class sale. We call that the mama sale, sis. <laughs> Actually, it's it's too silly and too shitty. Like an acme-ass mill. Damn. Patreon has some good ones. Would you like to eat porn? Perhaps some porn tea? Oh, no thanks. I already ate porn. <laughs> Patreon, also known as the way to earn pot. Okay, bye, David S. <laughs> Does David S. like anagrams, or is he just, like, really good at them? This dude is, like... This dude got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven anagrams out of Errand of Mercy. Dude, but we need to find, like... Ben Franklin's fucking latinum or something. We gotta get <laughs> we gotta get David S on our team. David S, that was a fucking brilliant. Email. That was I was crying laughing. Thank at, you very much. Great. Holy shit! What's that next email, dog? Uh, Mrak Herdman. Oh wow. <laughs> okay, it says Ferengi or human voice works. Maybe well, you try to do quark. that. You gotta do that. Uh, All right, title. I'll try that. Quark. Here we go. 
It's called Dear Poogie Potential Advice Column Unaffiliated with the Federation Inquirer. Damn, Federation Inquirer has not delivered to Satellite M in over a year. Yeah, where the fuck? Where's Scoops? Scoops Uh, dead? This is from Rec Herdmon, half-human slash Ferengi abomination. Wow. (laughs) Have some self-respect. All right, here we go. Dearest Jeff and Josh. The other day, I was on a transporter pad at Ryza with a Ferengi who had opened up a box of some deliciously noxious beetle snuff. <laughs> oh, God, that sounded so sexual. Um, <laughs> I felt a massive sneeze rock me into the matter stream and ended up becoming a Tuvix. <laughs> Now that I have to work for Latinum, I recently had an exchange with my colleagues at the office of Dabo Girl Measurements. <laughs> Dabo Girl Measurements. Okay, alright. One of the f- newer employees mentioned they have a cat, to which two others immediately started stated that they hate cats. Now I'm wondering if a Betazoid was also sucked up into me on that pad on Ryza, because yucking on someone's yamak sauce seems to be a dumb way to make enemies. Is that like a... That like the 420th rule of acquisition? (laughs) (laughs) Yucking on someone's yamak sauce. Seems like a dumb way to make enemies. I diplomatically asked a bunch of questions about... The free the feline feline there we go to make the new female feel welcome, <laughs> and I don't even care much for cats. What a anyways, <laughs> what a good guy. <laughs> Thank you. Anyways, are there any particular breaches of social etiquette that you boys have seen committed or otherwise want to comment on? For example, how about when people sharpen their teeth in the runabout? Sincerely, your poogie, M. Mrek Herdman. P.S. Boys, I was thinking about my new cousin-in-law of physics, Mo Latino. Oh, boy. Do you hear? He now owns his very own Sluggo Cola machine. Oh my god, he's rich! He told me that spreading the good word of the Trek Boys isn't just done by word of mouth and Twitter. Did you know that I first found out about your podcast through a comment on reddit.com slash human? (laughs) I've been reading the word on... I've been spreading the word on all of the TRGW subreddits ever since. Goodbye. Dot move. Oh my God! There's a there's a image. There's a movie attached. It's 11 megabytes. What is it? Do we think? It won't Let's play it. either. So there is that. All right. This could be this could be something that makes us go to jail. Is I this pornography? <laughs> Let's. Oh, it's Zach. <laughs> He's talking. And he says, bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, what, what are, are there any particular breaches of social etiquette that you boys have seen, committed, or otherwise want to comment on? I hate there, sounds in a microphone of chewing because I have misophonia. That doesn't bother me because I know you're I'm just not actually it. eating anything. So Yeah, I know you're it. just doing it. I'm but not like, one of those people who breach social etiquette by uh, when you tell them you hate something, they start doing it. They do it. Yeah, that's another one. I knew that Josh wasn't going to react to that, so that's why I did it. That's right. That's why you're my poogie. Poogie! <laughs> 
Uh, that's that has to be like my number one internet pet peeve is when you're like, oh, I yeah. hate this thing, and people are like, hey, well, what about if I show you this thing? That's why I always just tweet like, man, do I hate getting my dick sucked super hard? <laughs> And then, like, people are like, oh, yeah, I'm going to suck your fucking dick off. And I'm like, yeah, I fucking hate it. <laughs> I hate when that happens. I hate when people put a pinky up my butt. Yeah, Josh hates that. He hates feet, too. I do um. hate and fins. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, uh, there are a lot of sort of strange parasocial behaviors that I've noticed yeah. since starting doing podcasts back with Writer Club Radio. Uh, especially with the Writer Club Radio, there were people who thought being a dickhead to me was cool. Yeah. Like, uh, just like being like, oh, Jeff's fucking so stupid, hello, L, right? Mm-hmm. Or like, ah, oh, nobody listens to your show, right? LOL. Because we did like self-deprecating humor on the show. They thought it was fine for strangers to come up to me and do that. It's different. It's different, right? Like and you there, gotta. There yeah. are definitely people who still do that with M class. Uh, it's. I'm right here, Jeff. <laughs> well, why don't you try being fucking nicer to me? I'm a sensitive soul. God damn it! I'll fucking kiss your goddamn face off. Kiss my bee hole. <laughs> Which one? Oh, uh, I got four. I got a pinky and bee hole, yeah. a licking bee hole. <laughs> it's like a it's like a connect four down there. Just pick one. <laughs> it's a, it's diagonal. <laughs> That's how you win. A connect. Four. You gotta lick diagonal. That's how you win. <laughs> Always lick diagonally. Um, <laughs> the, there are a lot of uh, breaches of social etiquette with uh, Karens and male Karens. For yeah. sure. Um, last time I was in West Virginia, there was a lady arguing with a store clerk because she saw online that uh, milk was a different price than it was at the store. That's You gotta yell at somebody. And she was yelling at this poor lady behind the counter who doesn't even work in the section that has milk. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, dude. Uh, uh, one time, uh, I have one. Uh, one time I was down in my parents' store. Uh, this was peak Trump time, right? Like, I want to say like 2018 or something. So it was before the pandemic. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm sitting there and my cousin is there who's like at the time like my cousin's he's older than i am but he also was like a, he's like a big guy like he's big and strong and like just real sexy unlike you <laughs> unlike me who <laughs> is just even sexier but this woman like starts going off about democrats and like she turns and she's like are you a democrat and i went yeah <laughs> And she was like, "Bah, you all should be shot. You all sh and, and this Jesus. came out of this came out of nowhere. Like, and I, and I just did the like, have a nice day, and I like just pointed like, get out. You know, I just knocked my cup over. Oh my god, I was just like, have a nice He's, day. He right. spilled wine again. It's it's time. No, no, no. You remembered that. <laughs> How do you still remember that? 
I remember everything you've ever said or done near me, Josh. I love you. That time I spilled wine, I got a table. Ever since then, I put the drink on the That's table. That's really smart. My drink is literally sitting next to my computer. I, an idiot. It gave me fucking PTSD, man. Like, I can't put cups on fucking tables with computers on it anymore. Anyway, I should I, be shot because I'm a lick. <laughs> yeah. There's I mean, a lot going on. Breaches of social etiquette happen constantly. Like, I'm sure... All the time. I've said a joke that people around me don't get and think I'm a fucked up weirdo. Yeah. I, I mean, I get them all. They're all hilarious and I get them, so fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate you laughing even when you don't. That's my favorite thing. No, I get it. I get all the jokes. I Look, I'm in your head. I watch you fucking sleep, dude. Uh, Well, moving on from that, our, uh... <laughs> I'll read the next one because you got to read the one after that. Okay. Uh, it's from Q, the guy? Oh my god, Q? Okay. Uh, the subject is, it would have been glorious. It would have been glorious. Good day, Joff Penderson. We were just talking about that. We were just talking about the Penderson brothers. Yeah. I hope all is going well as it can be and that you are finding satisfaction and fulfillment in your creative endeavors, despite how meager the monetary compensation can be at times. Yes, we are very poor and sad. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> kind of fucked up that you hit the nail on the head that hard, but... <laughs> I mean, I appreciate the honesty. But yeah. Well, th- well, thank you. That's very sweet. <laughs> I have nothing but fond memories regarding the errand of mercy... It was one of the very first uh, first Trek episodes I absorbed osmotically as a child. Whoa, that's cool. Wow. Starting when I was six and continuing to this day, whenever something is canceled that I was looking forward to, I still say, a shame, it would have been glorious. <laughs> that's cool. Uh, in the same vein, when life uh, hands out shit lemons and all you can... Make a shit lemonade. I often buoy myself up with, quote, I will learn to live with it. Because I can live with it. I can live with it. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's, the, that's the classic yes. in the pale moonlight. Uh, have any iconic trick quote, quotes wormed their insidious way into your vernacular? All the best, Q. Oh, man. Mm. Um, There's a ton of shit we say all the time. But I don't know what we say all the time. You know, the, yeah, you know what I mean. It's weird how your mind empties when someone asks yeah. you a question. Yeah, like I know there's shit that we say from Star Trek. Like, I mean, we say like, "What would God need with a starship?" Oh yeah, what would God need with a starship? And we'll change starship to like whatever it is we're talking about. Yeah, I do that all the time too. Yeah. Um, man, what else? Quite I logical. Say, I say yes. Have some from Ghostbusters a lot. I, uh, <laughs> I do, it's raining cats and dogs shit. Yeah, that uh, one's good, that one's good. From Ghostbusters. Yep. <laughs> we yeah. mostly quote, uh, the movie Haggard from <laughs> Bam Margera. You know it's fucked up that I know what you're talking about, because yeah. I, I looked that up the other day. <laughs> Dude, that movie is fucking idiotic, but it's great. It sounded dumb as fuck from the description. I've never actually seen it. They make a reverse microwave and win a diamond mountain bike. How yeah. could it not be great? It sounds like a great film. <laughs> Cinema. Yeah. Uh, tell tell 
her usually because I'm talking about data or mile. Tell tell them that they are a good cat. Oh yes, yes. From data from Lieutenant mm-hmm. Commander Data. A pretty cat. <laughs> um. <laughs> there are four lights. That comes up a lot. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. <laughs> um. Hey, the r- laugh I do when someone does something that's not funny <laughs> is just yeah. Cisco's laugh. <laughs> or like, what the hell? What the hell? Yeah, that one. There's a lot of things. Oh, man. I mostly do it, though, to people uh, that females? don't know. Females? <laughs> females. <laughs> Anytime I'm oh. talking about some, like, uh, shitty internet like misogynist i'm always like yeah. female <laughs> man they really hit the nail on the head with that right they really they were, did they knew dude i i think i said it in earlier in emails my cousin gala has a moon yeah you said that yeah, yeah. <laughs> cousin gala's moon yeah um it's insidious just like the federation from the same yeah. speech yeah, I don't know. There's a ton of them. I do sing Row, Row, Row Your Boat a lot. I don't know. Oh, do fucking prune juice. A warrior's drink. A warrior's drink. I say a warrior's whatever. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> mostly about cranberry juice. And my mom is like, what are you talking about? Because that's my whole life. drink. That's my whole yeah, life is making jokes. Asking. Yeah, and they're like, what? <laughs> well, that's the thing. I realized consciously partway through us making this podcast, like, um, we've been doing this for six years. And over that six years has been the rise to prominence of Gen Z. They've become sort of the center of the internet now. Yeah. And I, I just decided, like, I'm not going to explain my jokes and references to shit that no one past a certain age is ever going to get. I'm just going to say Good! <laughs> That's what they do! Like, our show is technically mostly for millennials. If you get something out of it as Gen Z, I'm very thankful for that, too. Because we don't... We don't... Just, um... Describe anything. We don't oh. explain oh. anything. We definitely discriminate because Gen like millennials get I what millennials. <laughs> you ruined nobody, the economy. <laughs> nobody wants to work anymore. Nobody wants to work because of Sleepy Joe. <laughs> David S's email was so good. Um, thank, <laughs> thanks for that email cue. Yeah, we'd say a lot of things. Our last email of the evening, which is nowhere near as long as we were planning it to be. Oh my god, it's way short. Is from Rich Masters, and uh-huh. it's entitled, Hello. <laughs> like Lenny and Squiggy. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Uh, Alright, lads? Yeah. Uh, no. I don't know. What? Longtime listener, longtime writer. Good podcast you got here. <laughs> Sounds like a mafia hit is about to happen. Given that we're going through the fantasy vibes at the moment, and there's for some reason a ton of pseudo-fantasy stories in Trek by way of Robin Hood or Convenient Fantasy Planet, it got me thinking, are there any genre mashups you feel are underrepresented in Trek? Personally, the joy of early Odo and the heavy noir elements were something I grew to miss as Deep Space Nine went on and he got all fucking emo goo. <laughs> I would have liked to have seen Tuvok and Worf have more investigations. Maybe Laon will have a few detective stories on Yeah, SNW. I think that's where they're going. Honestly, I think that's like I hope so. Yeah. Well, bros, like gotta fly. I've got some proving to do. What does that mean? I don't know. 
<laughs> Until next time, keep on storying. Yeah, is we that what we say? We definitely say that. I forget. <laughs> Signed, Rich. That's Rich Masters from Bros Before Pros podcast. Check that. That's out. a good show. Uh, cream pies. <laughs> they don't have any of those. It's true. Where's that category in Star Trek? You took my answer, so I don't have an answer now. You were going to say cream pie? No, I was going to say noir elements, like detective elements. Like oh, yeah, no, early for stuff. sure. That's what I was going to say, too. That's, <laughs> that's like my number one thing that I feel is underrepresented, like detective stories. Where They do do that with, with O'Brien on the uh, O'Brien on Orion, right? Well, they do the... Uh, <laughs> yeah, they do do that. They do... Um, courtroom drama instead all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. Which is, like, and not that big in the courtroom drama. They're so, okay. Yeah, they're okay. I mean, but, there, yeah. there are courtroom drama episodes of Star Trek that are literally the best episodes, like Measure of a Man. Yeah. And uh, the one with the old bitch <laughs> who's, like, yeah, trying the, to McCarthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Drumhead. Drumhead. Thank you very much. Yeah. It's yeah. one of the best episodes of Star Trek ever. But then, if you live in America, you've been courtroom drama to death. Though, it's very right? true. Because our television for like up until like 1885 to 2011 was like courtroom dramas. Like oh I was, God. I was gonna say cowboys, but there's like a full collection of cowboys. Oh yeah, episodes, there are. So I don't know. Um, I, I, I don't know. There's They've a lot of kinda, fantasy crossover. There's yeah. a lot of maybe horror. Not a lot of horror. They don't do a lot of spooky episodes. No, they do. There is a few. There's the sex ghost. Uh, I was about to one's... say, and then when they do a spooky one, the candle fucks a lady. So yeah, and then there's the one where Roe and Jordy, I think. Turn oh yeah, they into think ghosts. they're dead. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, it's all right. Um, it's not. It's not. It's spooky, not spooky though. though. Yeah, yeah, like horror you're... is what's missing. Yeah, you know that they're not dead. So they should get yeah. me to write it. Yeah. I write some good spooky. Hell yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. I think they've pretty much covered, like, a lot of stuff. Baseball? They even have a sports episode. Yeah, like I was going to say. <laughs> it's like, they don't have too many sports episodes. They just have the one where Riker and his dad fight in hockey Ambo pads. Yeah. And they, they have, have Ambo- the baseball, Take Me Out to the Hollow Suite. Yeah. What else? That's bad. I think it. that's it. Oh, they have... Uh, Speedball or whatever fucking they call that. Oh yeah, the ten, the squash knockoff. Yeah, whatever the fuck it's called. Um, Laser yeah. ball. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, basketball, I believe it's called. <laughs> oh hell yeah! Do they have basketball in the future? I would assume so. Basketball is my favorite sport. I love the way they dribble up and down the court. <laughs> Playing basketball. <laughs> There's some reference the pick and roll and good. the give and go. <laughs> go home and eat some turkey with your mom. <laughs> Going to the hat store, gonna get myself a hat. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> um, always be respectful of your grandma and grandpa. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. Um, they, there's a lot of genres in Star Trek, like Star Trek is such a long-running series that I feel like a lot of genres... Like, the only actual horror episode I can think of is the shitty fucking Strange New Worlds episode. The only one of those episodes the I dislike. The Alien episode? Yeah. The a- Aliens 2 episode? Yeah. It's the only Strange New World episode I disliked that whole season. Yeah, I didn't like 
I, I knew where they were going, and I really like science fiction that, I, like, pretty much any, like, Cowboy Bebop does it right. They do an alien episode. Oh, yeah. like, with the, and I usually the like it. he left in the refrigerator. Yeah, the fucking crab or whatever it is, yeah. Uh, but that, yeah, that one I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It just doesn't make sense. Cause, it, doesn't, like, it doesn't make sense, and again, it, like, shits on Star Trek continuity, like, yeah. hard. Because La'an has to be, like, afraid of them or whatever. So they're dogs. Yeah, they're scary lizard dogs. They're CGI lizard dogs that turn into a rubber suit crocodile man with bug eyes that do blink. And then a sad thing happens, and I hate it. Yeah, fuck that, man. What a waste. Anyway. It's a dumb... It's a... Yeah, it's dumb. Um, Stranger Worlds is good, besides that. Um, yeah, that episode's stinky. <laughs> stinky doo-doos. This episode that we have on this uh, collection is really fucking great, though. They, the fan, the fantasy one. They don't do a lot of prison break stuff. No, they they do a con air on Enterprise, and they they have like the uh, mind over matter prison prison break of the cage. But yeah, yeah, they don't do a whole. I mean, the, I guess Star Trek Six has a prison break in yes. it though. So I mean, they've they've kind of they've covered everything really. Man. Their romance episodes, their tragedies. Yeah, but there's no cream pies, so... That's true. Well, Josh we're back was right to mine. the whole time. I mean, I'm always right. <laughs> That's true. If anything, this podcast is an exercise in me backing up your ego. <laughs> just my, like, ego yeah. my ego definitely needs that, Jeff. It does, because you still have shit on yourself all the time. Well, it does in my real life, but not in this this life, it doesn't. I sit, ar- I sit around being like, Josh, you're great. And you're like, no! <laughs> I'm the worst! <laughs> Josh Henderson, bleh! Oh, man, I should have changed my name to something cool. I think that sometimes. Like, when I it's became an late. adult, I should have changed my name to something cool. It's too late now, though. What I should have done is just picked, a, like, a fake name for myself, like every other artist on the internet does. Yeah, everybody does that, right? But I didn't. I was just like, oh, it's me, Jeff. <laughs> Look yeah, at my pictures. You could have been, like, <laughs> Ensign Bobby. <laughs> yeah, Ensign Bobby's the true hero. <laughs> we said Ensign Bobby looked like uh, Fred Armisen and uh, Andrew Dice Clay yeah, had a baby. they smashed together. They two-vixed. Yeah, yeah they t- <laughs> turned into a two-vix. I think we need to get rid of saying fusion danced and start yeah, saying called two mixed. <laughs> yeah, I think we should. I agree with that. Motion motion accepted. Motion passed. Yep. Uh, thank you everybody for tuning in to M Class Podcast. We appreciate the hell out of all of you. And if you'd like to support us, you can head over to patreon.com slash podcast where you get stuff. <laughs> for as low <laughs> as a dollar. I just thought you were going to end it there. That would have been funny. Stuff. The end. Bye. Um, follow us on Twitter, at mclasspodcast. Uh, all the links you could ever need for mclass can be found at mclasspodcast.com. Do it. Go to Spotify and iTunes and rate and review us. Tell us how you really feel. Tell us your deepest inner thoughts about swords. Tell us... What I should say to my neighbors to get them to stop cutting their grass, and what universe and what things I could say to yeah, these people to make yeah. them stop cutting their grass. I want to know because I don't have neighbors, so I want to know. 
Uh, all of my neighbors know I'm the poor guy who rents a place. I don't think they're going to have much to do with me. <laughs> Dude, just go out in like a tank top that's ripped and like a fucking like Keystone light and be like, good, good lawn mowing they got there. And just like compliment their lawn and see where that gets you. I just set all their lawns on fire. It'll be fine. <laughs> or piss on them. And you could be called like the yard pisser. I promise from now on that if somebody's mowing their lawn, I just won't say anything about it. Like, it's it's funny to a point, but, like, if it's bothering people enough to write in about it, I just won't say anything about it. Oh, I don't know if it's bothering. I think that they're just... I, I think it's funny because it's not funny. You know what I mean? No. <laughs> I only it's, like funny things that are funny, like Night it's, Court. It's... <laughs> <laughs> Yo, there's a Rage Against the Machine song that has a bass line to Night Court in it. it I don't really? know the name of it. I don't know the name of it, but I'm like, every time I hear it, I'm like, that's fucking Night Court. I need to hear this. It's like, um, what the fuck? Fallout Boy did that song Uma Thurman, and it's just the Munsters theme. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Oh, my God. Remember <laughs> Fallout Boy? I do. Yeah. Is there a, I was going to say, is there a, a harsher fall from grace? And I could think of a couple. Yeah, well, there were a few, right? I mean, yeah. R. Kelly. Um, <laughs> anyway, thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll be back in another week with another episode of M-Class. Peace. Peace out. Bye. It's been a long week since the last email. It's been a long time Since that last rich master's tale Pitch it or ditch it from Boston John I need to catch my fix Of Jeff's table reads in a silly voice And Josh talking about dicks On M-Class email I swear there's never in class email It's always been singular That's in class email Don't you settle for nothing less than it's back without fail It's in class It's in class Plus Damn! Track boys! Where you find this?